When they decided to launch a new product, it was a candle. They hadn't done a candle before. Rather than them deciding on the scent, they took it to their audience in a blog post and said, here's what we're thinking of doing, but we want you to be a part of this decision-making process. What do you think our first candle should be? Comments on this blog post were over a thousand comments of people wow. wanting to contribute. So some of these things we don't think immediately, oh, we can do that, but actually you can. And when you do something interesting and creative, that's what people remember. And when people remember that, that's branding. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha. And I'm LZ. In this episode, we're joined by brand strategist Phil Palin to talk about how you can create brand ambassadors and turn social media into a sales tool. Phil is the CEO of Phil Palin Collective LLC and the host of the Brand Therapy Podcast. He's a brand strategist and keynote speaker who helps people and companies position, build, and promote their brands. Yeah, I mean, this guy's like the Yoda of brand strategy. He has so much wisdom and energy. Today, he's going to talk with us about how to use social media as a sales tool and how to equip our clients and fans to be brand ambassadors. This is great information. So let's get going with our talk with Phil. Phil, we are super excited to have you on the podcast today. So thank you for joining us. I am so happy to be here. I'm, I've am i known you both for about 30 seconds and I'm already so impressed by you. So this is going to be good. I think so too. Well, thank you. Well, we always love to start these interviews off with kind of a fun question. Maybe something that your normal listeners might not know about you. So are you ready for our question? <laughs> Readier than ever. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Now, we've talked a little bit about travel, so I think you're going to have a hard time with this one. But my question for you is, what is the one city that you've never visited, but that you want to visit the most and why? I have no trouble answering that because it's been plaguing my mind. At the time of recording this great little chat we're about to have, I'm in Istanbul, Turkey, and I'm feeling probably how a lot of us feel, which is like the sense of freedom after being cooped up in the house for over a year. So this question is very easy for me to answer. I am so physically close to Greece right now, a country I've never been to. And my dreams are full of images that I've seen from Google images instead of real life of Santorini. So the answer to that question is not hard for me. It's Santorini, Greece, which is so close to me right now. It's a little tricky to travel around Europe. And I just got my vaccination over here. And so it's, I have some days to wait, but I hope to visit that city in the next few months. So we'll see. Oh, good. Okay. We're going to need an update from you because that is also on my list. And I know it's on Trisha's too. Yes. Like I was just emailing a travel agent about, can I go next summer, spring, fall? When can I go to Greece? Just give me something to look forward to. Right? It's almost like- Let's just get it on a calendar and then have a a countdown. And have something to look forward to. That's almost as important as the trip itself. 
Right. It totally, totally. is. Totally. Yeah. It really Hope. is. Hope. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Phil, tell us your story. What's your bio? Like, how do you wind up being the brand ambassador you are, the marketer you are? Tell us a little bit about your journey and your story that brings you where you are today. I would love to. And I'm going to keep it brief because I love the format of this podcast. It's short and it's punchy. And I tell people, if you want to know more, Google me, baby. My name is Phil. I'm originally from Canada. I've been based in the U.S. for many, many years. I lived in L.A. for lots of years, worked in entertainment. My longest client is a shark on Shark Tank. I worked on a lot of TV shows. And 2017, packed up my comfortable life in Santa Monica and decided to work full-time remotely. So now I am a digital nomad, have been for quite some time pre-pandemic. Now it's very trendy to be a digital yes. nomad. Honey, I started that trend years ago. <laughs> it didn't start it, but I rode that you way. You are a pioneer. I was a pioneer. I'm going to go with that. Pioneer. You call me a pioneer. pioneer. We're going to rock with that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, luckily in this job, you know, as a brand strategist, I help people and companies position, build, and promote their brands. And I'm able to do this completely remotely. My clients don't really care where I am. I mean, some of them are like, Phil, sure. it'd be nice to get together in real life, which I'm a bit like Carmen Sandiego. It's like, no one asks how I am. They ask <laughs> where I am. Where are you today? <laughs> and the answer is usually outrageous. But yeah. given this type of work, I'm able to do it. As long as I get my work done, I can do it from anywhere. Um, I'd say the thing that makes me different than other people in marketing or in branding is that I focus on people. And so I I will brand startups and companies, but my area of expertise and my reputation, um, now it's been a decade as of this month, is really in personal branding. I Mm -hmm. started doing that in 2011 before it was really a thing, or at least as we know it now. Mm -hmm. So that's what I get really excited about. I'm sure we'll talk about it today. Yes. Well, and and that really leads us into a question about personal branding and also like a brand ambassador, because I feel like that term, I'm ready to learn a lot because I feel like in my mind, I have one idea about what a brand ambassador is. And I think that you're going to kind of rock my world here and kind of steer me in a different direction. So help us understand what a real brand ambassador is and the type of value that they bring to businesses. Yes. I love this question because when we think or when we discuss this idea of brand ambassadorship, I guess I'll start by saying this technology is always evolving. Social Mm -hmm. media platforms that we're spending Mm -hmm. our time on right now are going to be different than where we are a year, two, three from now. But there's one thing that's not going to change, and it's the human component of how we interact, of how we market, of how we communicate. So this idea of brand ambassadorship is based on humans. It's based on how we communicate, how we connect, how we love, how we find passion. And so the medium might be different now or when you're listening to this or five years from now, but I love these instances of business or at least functioning of business that are based on humans. So when I define personal branding, branding, even this is connected to this idea of brand ambassadorship. I think branding is simply recreating the in-person experience online as closely as possible. We juggle two versions of ourselves, the in-person experience, right? I have 
the privilege, mm-hmm. distinct privilege to be looking at both of you in the eyes. I mean, if we were together in real life, we'd probably have maybe a little glass of wine, depending on what time yes. it was. And we'd be laughing, you know. Does the time know, matter? Does the time really matter? Time doesn't matter. matter. I was saying that just to be polite. Yes. Okay, good. Time does not matter to me. If it's breakfast and it's mimosas, we'll yes. find a way. That's right. Light That's on right. the orange juice. You, Light. Light. In fact, if, the- you're run, if you've run out of orange juice, don't even worry. That's right. So we, this is pretty close to real life, right? Uh, yeah. And so it's, and it's a privilege in 2021 mm-hmm. to have this kind of interaction. And so when I think about this concept of brand ambassadorship, making a variety of different people fall in love and speak positively about your brand... Harder for corporations than for individual brands. We'll speak to that in just a moment. Yeah, I think this is all based on how humans interact and that is never going to change. And that's why we need to invest in it. We need to prioritize it. We need to wrap our heads around how can we do this in a way that isn't confusing or mm-hmm. overwhelming. I hate buzzwords. Hopefully I don't say any of them in this. I don't even love the term brand. Pivot. 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 Oh, <laughs> I don't even like the term branding, to be honest. I use it to give context for what I do. I, but I just, I, you know, I like the human. I think you already can tell this by my energy. You know, I like the human part of yeah. interaction, of marketing, of branding. Yeah. So let me just give one other quick thought I have on this people in a more corporate environment are going, well, how does that make sense? How do we make our corporation more human or how, what are those opportunities to humanize or Mm -hmm. build brand ambassadors? This is literally what I speak about. If I go in and do a keynote for an organization, I go in and teach. There are three opportunities in this organization to build brand ambassadors. Okay. We have three. Let's do it. Number one, Uh customers. Yeah. Your customers, that's an obvious one. So making your customers love your brand so much that they use their valuable minutes and words to talk about you in mm-hmm. a positive way. And we can talk about examples, but I'll move on to the next. You know, I think we can all think of examples of like companies mm-hmm. that do a great, Glossier makeup is a great one. Or mm-hmm. I was reading about Rihanna today in the news. She's now yes. a billionaire, not mm-hmm. because of her music, yeah. but because of her makeup and, and lingerie. Yeah. And lingerie. I was just going to say, mm-hmm. and then, and then other companies that have been founded from this. So that's okay. an example. And there's a lot of people who speak positively about that, that buy her products and love her products and love that that's humanizing of a brand mm-hmm. for corporations, two other distinct opportunities. So we talked about customers, one that gets forgotten about employees. We want our employees and the people on the inside of this to be brand ambassadors. Let's not forget about them. Let's not forget about empowering the people on the inside that actually make it happen. Sometimes we get so focused on our customer and our, you know, all of these like made up things like archetypes, whatever, but that's sometimes it can get a little too much. And I think we need to think, wow, how do we make sure people on the inside are having a great experience, are speaking positively about the company they work for? Mm -hmm. The final opportunity for building brand ambassadors within an organization is the leadership at the very top. This helps us paint a picture for where it started, where those storytelling opportunities Mm -hmm. exist. Why did the founder create this? What was their motivation? What continues 
you know, to motivate the organization as a whole. Richard Branson and Virgin is a, probably the best mm-hmm. example of, of humanizing a birth through leadership. And so I, all that to say companies are not exempt from mm-hmm. humanizing their brands to build brand ambassadors. Those are my, yeah. I said, I keep it short, Maybe. but I really liked the question. So I went a while. <laughs> I, no, I like how you said humanize, because I think that that's one of humanize. the things that, um, that as I kind of jump into the whole social media, you know, um, understanding that it's the human aspect of it, because some people are so just doggone polished and everything looks amazing. But you're right. I don't Isn't really feel like annoying? I know them. Right. You know, and so it's sort of the realness is what I appreciate the most about the folks that I, you know, gosh, I I can't believe I'm going to say, but then I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, what is she doing today? Like, I don't care where Mm -hmm. she's at. I'm just like sucked into her whole life um, because I feel like I know her because she has, you know, that person or that brand has humanized the whole experience for me. Totally. Well, so if we talk about you talk about your last point about leadership, Mm -hmm. Um, leading the company to be ambassadors, would there be a practical tip or example you can give on how leaders can steward their teams to be ambassadors? Yes. Give them attention, give them a voice, give them a say, give them Mm -hmm. stake in decision-making rather than you deciding on a campaign or a certain look or a color of a logo or, you know, any of these types of things that Mm -hmm. maybe the leadership might decide because it's an important decision. Let your team be a part of that decision-making process because mm-hmm. they'll feel more stake. I mean, that's an immediate one right yeah. away. If people feel like they're involved with a the decision, then they care more about the outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that, because we can't really do that with our customers, I mean, I guess you can, you can put out polls and those types of things to get their buy-in, yeah. but how do we help our customers become brand ambassadors? Sure. I mean, one of the ways immediately that I can think of is it's not totally different to what I just said about employees, but listening, but really, really Mm. listening, not being afraid to have a conversation with your customer about their experience, about their interests, about their life priorities. I would say the direction that marketing is heading, it's less about traditional demographics. My customer is age 24 to 48 (laughs) men and women in the United States. It's just not enough anymore. Those kinds of traditional demographics are so lame, 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 lame. (laughs) What's more interesting are the qualitative features or, or characteristics of your customer. And so I think we forget that we can talk to our customer, we can discuss, listen, start to actually make sense mm-hmm. of the data we get from them, and also not be afraid if they have something constructive to say. Sometimes we're yeah. a little afraid mm-hmm. to hear like, oh, it wasn't a good experience, or they have something negative to say. Mm-hmm. Let it be a humbling moment. Learn from it. Sure. Just because it's coming from one person doesn't mean it's a universal truth, but to your point, it's actually... Yeah, I mean to let to let customers. This there's an interesting example of this. I mentioned Glossier a, a few minutes ago, and maybe I'll use them as another example. But Glossier, a makeup company, started as a blog about makeup, and when they decided to launch a new product, it was a candle. They hadn't done a candle before. Rather than just 
deciding what the, I was going to say flavor, but you don't eat a candle. So it's not a flavor. The scent of the candles, (laughs) not a flavor. We're not going to eat it. Um, Rather than them deciding, you might. I mean, if you're hungry, maybe a toddler might. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Rather than them deciding on the scent, they took it to their audience in a blog post and said, "Here's what we're thinking of doing, but we want you Mm -hmm. to be a part of this decision making process. What do you think our first candle should be?" The comments on this blog post were over a thousand comments of people wow. wanting to contribute. So it was just, a, you know, my brain is like a little encyclopedia yeah. of like little examples of this stuff. But some of these things we don't think immediately, oh, we can do that. But actually you can. And when you do something interesting and creative, that's what people remember. And when people remember that, that's branding. was amazed. I have a teenage daughter. I was amazed, you you mentioned Glossier, about how um, really their tribe supports them greatly. I mean, I stood in an hour for my daughter for two hours to get inside their, you know, New York City uh, showroom. Two hours just because people wanted to be able to touch the products, be in that beautiful environment. And you think how many of us business owners, business leaders would love it if somebody wanted to wait two hours just to walk inside a place and to say they were a part of that. And I think that's what, to me, it's about creating a product or a service that's infectious, right? That becomes so infectious that people all around the world want to be a part of it. Even if they can touch it, smell it, wear it, they just want to feel like they belong to something. And and maybe there's something deeper there. Well, I'm first of all, so happy I use them as an example. Now knowing you have per experience. How perfect. We didn't plan that. <laughs> no, but no. I, I think there's an, I think there's an important point to be added here and that's that it's not built overnight. I mean, yeah. we all want it, yeah. but we all can't have it tomorrow. True. And so I think we have to remember this is a marathon, not a sprint mm-hmm. rather than focusing so much on that end goal that we want. It's like, yes, that's important, but let's take some small steps backwards and and work towards Mm -hmm. that, you know, finishing the marathon and not just focusing on the first mile. So I think one of those first steps is what we've talked about is instead of broadcasting your product, your service, Mm -hmm. letting people know as if it's an announcement on a loudspeaker, (laughs) let's turn the broadcast into a conversation in however way that feels right for your brand. Let's make it a conversation and I think that's, I think that's mile number one. Mm-hmm. I think that's mile number one yeah. to achieving that level of brand ambassadorship or yeah. just, you know, brand enthusiasm, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I love that. That goes into the next question I have for you. And I just ran into this with one of my girlfriends last week. So she's starting her own business and she's starting to talk about herself and her business on social media. And it feels completely awkward and mm-hmm. braggadocious. Am I bragging about myself? Like, how do I, even though, you know, the first couple things she put out there were, you know, client testimonies and quotes like that, right? And so I think some people are nervous or scared to kind of put themselves out there in the universe. And so what are some maybe tips or advice you would give people who feel that way? And 
are there any things maybe you should look out for or not do? I feel like maybe you answered part of that now where you said, don't, don't just loudspeaker and, you know, speak yourself into the, into the universe, but any tips for a situation like that? Yeah. I have some additional ideas to add to that because what you've described sounds like something we can all relate to. Let's say we're at a party and we're standing there, not by choice, having a conversation with someone that is bragging about themselves, or in whatever way it's manifesting, they're seemingly not self-aware. We can all relate to those people. Mm -hmm. And so immediately I jumped to not, I don't like this person, but I, I think like, why are they this way? Or where is the disconnect? How does this person not know that they have horrible breath? How does this person not know that they... Sound completely insane. Like, or, 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 how do they, like, how can they not hear that they are just bragging and one upping everything that I'm saying? So it's, it's a classic example of that, mm. right? We mm. talk about this idea of personal branding is achieving consistency between who we are in real life and how that's communicated online. I would work, you know, I, I would as a good friend, maybe you can find a way to say this politely, but how can that person, how can we all actually work towards becoming more self-aware so the experience online feels consistent with how we show up in real life? And I will give an example. If I post something on social media that is too serious, people are going to be concerned. I don't go very many minutes without Mm -hmm. cracking a joke. That's just my personality Mm -hmm. because it's just how I am. I like to keep it light. I do the same thing online. Once I write an Instagram caption, Mm -hmm. I'll go through and I'll go, how can I make this a little more true to how I would speak it out loud, you know, in real life? And that's how people Mm -hmm. know Phil. Not to say that everyone needs to be funny or humorous. People Mm -hmm. can be thoughtful. You know, they can be be reflective. There's a lot of softer qualities Mm -hmm. that we can become aware of. It's really all about being self-aware. I would say mm-hmm. that person, that, that example uh, is an instance where someone needs to build an, an inventory system of how they show up in real life. You said they're your friends. So there's mm-hmm. something you like about mm-hmm. that person. And, I, and mm-hmm. I want that thing that we like about that person to come across online. And so there's a great free tool that I recommend for people to do this. If you are active on social media, this thing can save you a ton of time and actually improve the way you show up online. This free tool is called Otter. I know podcasters that use this to transcribe their podcast audio into notes. Uh, There's other ways of using this. You could record meetings and have those meetings transcribed, but Otter is a free transcription tool. And I recommend Mm. that people learn to listen not just to the people around them, but actually to yourself. Listen to yourself, how you speak, what you say, content, and how you say it, personality. Those are the two components that make up you from a sense of understanding, okay, you in real life and you online. Content, what you say, personality, the unique way that you and only you deliver that information or content. Those are the two variables. Okay. And so 
Otter is a great way I could be recording myself and actually not could be, I should be recording myself right now (laughs) on Otter. And I could have this transcribed. Why? Because I'm having a conversation, not with strangers, with new friends, where we're talking about things and perspectives that I probably haven't talked about. This is the perfect environment where I'm sharing, for example, thought leadership. And Mm -hmm. we're having conversations that are not scripted. They're not planned. Mm -hmm. They're just happening. And so I could write 10 Instagram captions from this conversation, even exactly Mm -hmm. from this conversation, or even just my own iterations of paragraphs, et cetera. So Otter is a great free tool that people can use to build that, this concept of self-inventory on client calls, on podcast interviews, when you're Mm -hmm. out on a walk, when you're commuting and you've got that idea, don't leave it in your head, get it out, say it out loud and get it in your inbox so you can be productive with it. All right. So otter like the cute little animals or? Yes. Yes. Otter.ai. That is the tool. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Well, my last question for you, Phil, because this has just been amazing, is I'm thinking there's somebody out there who, um, let's take our business owners right now. Mm -hmm. And they love the idea of having a brand ambassador. They get what you say. We need to focus on our clients and our employees and them as the leader, what their tone is, right? But it all seems a little overwhelming. Is there one area that they maybe should start first? Like, I don't know, should they start with the customers and say, hey, can you go out there and talk about me? Or is it really start with them and it kind of trickles down? Yeah, that's a really good question. And in this case, I'm not sure that there's a one answer fits all approach. I think even to start by having the curiosity of what you just said, having the curiosity of where is the right place to begin, I can think of some clients and some examples where the right place to begin is inward. Yeah. When we look at some companies Mm -hmm. that have, you know, that, that we all know and love that have created a culture that we've fallen in love with many Mm -hmm. times that trickles down from the top. That is the behavior, the actions, the reputation of the leadership at the top. So I think starting inward or starting with that leadership component is never a bad idea. At the same time, if this is a bit of an emergency situation, let's say we have employees that are not happy, Mm -hmm. then what can we do to fix it? In that instance, you know, if that's a bit of like an emergency mode situation, then I wouldn't be starting at the leadership. I would go, okay, let's listen to our employees, Mm -hmm. make them feel heard and actually listen to them and create a plan of action to improve the situation. I mean, that's what consultants do when they go into an organization. I mean, that's, you know, to have to hire someone from the outside to come inside. Well, in some instances, ideally, we can do that ourselves with small businesses. Mm -hmm. We don't have... Mm-hmm. you know, budgets for McKinsey. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's case by case, but I'll, mm-hmm. you know, then there are instances too, let's say we're not selling or there's a problem with, with, you know, sales or marketing, then there might be an issue with our messaging, marketing, et cetera. That's an instance where there's a disconnect from what we're doing here to pump out a product or service mm-hmm. that's going to the customer. In that unique instance, I would say, Let's focus now on building brand ambassadorship, getting some clarity around the customer piece. So I guess all of that to say it's going to vary case by case, but Mm -hmm. the one through line here is that you must be crystal clear on your goals. You must be crystal clear on your business goals 
Yeah. As it relates to branding or marketing, which is what I often speak about, or at least that's the lens I approach things in, I would say nothing matters. Nothing can be done until you're crystal clear on your business goals. Don't have to know them overnight, but prioritize it. Spend some time to get clear on where the ship is going, where this marathon <laughs> is going to be run so we can right. start to work backwards and take those small yeah. steps that we've been talking about. That's awesome. Well, I feel like, okay, I said it was my last question, but I feel like we have so much more to talk about and you actually kind of prompted me for another question. So Phil, would you mind just hanging on for another second? And and perhaps I can ask I'm you a so question here. about sales and, and we can I create I love when something. you break the rules. I, I you mean, break I'm your a own rule rules. breaker. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, great. Well, Phil, thank you for staying on to answer one more question. And hey, you guys, you do not want to miss this. In order to hear the clip, you're going to need to subscribe to our email list and we'll send you the link to all of our bonus content. Or you can visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find the link to all of our show notes. Wow. I mean, I am serious. I am so full of joy right now. Phil really brought the energy. He was so much fun. I loved it. He was fun. I know. I know. He was fun. That's part of my takeaway. I mean, that's not my takeaway, but it is yeah. my takeaway, right? So my takeaway was really how in the beginning of our conversation, right, he honed in on the humanization right. of marketing and ambassadorship is really about people and relationships, yeah. which of course makes absolute sense. But I don't know that a lot of organizations invest the time, energy, and effort to really care and listen to their customers okay. and teams and, and those things. So I love, you know, keyword just humanize yes. the whole thing, which is important. And then my other takeaway was <laughs> related, not related to the topic, yeah. but he is a great fun reminder that we should not take ourselves so seriously and work should be fun totally. and to bring yes. joy. And I love how he said everybody would know, like after three sentences, if he didn't say a joke, something was wrong, yes. right? Yes. And so I totally subscribe to that way of work in life mm -hmm. that, you know, bringing energy and making it fun is so important to culture, work-life harmony, yes. like and it's one of our core values, yes. right? Um, we, don't we don't take ourselves, take ourselves too, seriously. too seriously. 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 <laughs> we have a core value of fun. No. And so I thought Phil was fun. That's my takeaway. So, so <laughs> what is yours? Fun. What about you? No, I mean, I, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, and I think a lot of times, I'm, I'm going to not share my point real quick but because I want to reiterate yours. I think a lot of new businesses um, will, maybe even going back to your friend, right? They look at established businesses and perhaps they're Instagram or, you know, TikTok, everything is just perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're very curated mm -hmm. pieces, thoughtful mm -hmm. content. And so they start out that way. But what they're doing is it makes it really cold and unrelatable because they are missing that human totally. thing. And so, yeah. you know, really yeah. my takeaway, you know, is kind of with that is that when you start this journey of mm -hmm. building brand ambassadors within your organization is really do it how what your business needs. Find where the gap is in your business. Um, I think he's right. I think you do need to copy 
you know, when you're learning about using mm-hmm. it as a sales tool, look at what is resonating with um, individuals mm-hmm. who might be within the space that you're trying to get into. But ultimately, don't think that you have to start out immediately and find customers to be brand ambassadors. If your employees yeah. are, you know, don't know what your why is, and they don't even want to mm-hmm. rep, right, rep your stuff mm-hmm. or talk about you know, the brand that they work for. If they don't want to talk about the brand that they work for, then I think that's a problem too. So my takeaway is really just yep. to make sure that everything mm-hmm. is customized and that you fill the gap where you see it be most appropriate. Yeah, totally agree. I think it's unique for every organization. Yes. So that was a great, that's a great point. Yes. Well, as always, folks, we have a download for you so you can take your one next step. This week's one next step is Phil Palin's popular download 100 evergreen content ideas to post. If you're ready to create brand ambassadors and leverage social media for sales, this will make sure you never have to worry about what to post next. I am excited to leverage this download myself. (laughs) Okay, guys. So text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com and you'll get access to today's resources to help you keep moving forward. Thank you for joining us today. Guys, we will see you next week for another great episode filled with practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. That's right. So start by making today count. You don't want to miss next week's episode when we'll chat with Whitney Johnson, the CEO of Disruption Advisors, an Inc. 5000 2020 fastest growing private company in America, who is also one of the 50 leading business thinkers in the world as named by Thinkers 50. She's going to talk with us about why more leaders should spend more time investing in their teams. Take a quick listen to our talk with Whitney. So I do think there's some element of guilt, but I know for me, and perhaps this is for other people, we don't actually know how to rest. We don't know how to take a break. So there's some element of learning involved in this and real discomfort of actually stopping and slowing down. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.